G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. The three hardest words to say. What do you think they are? I have sinned. You know, it's so easy. Well, they have sinned. We might even say, in the broad sense, we all have sinned, yeah, but how about just, I've sinned. It's so easy to call out the shortcomings of others, so hard to admit them about ourselves. Pastor Greg Laurie encourages us today. I wonder how many of us would be honest enough to say this to the Lord today. I have sinned. Let revival begin with you. This is the day when the lost are found. are in the fault-finding business, and business is booming. If we spend all our time finding faults, we have little time to consider our own failings. And if we overlook them, maybe we can convince ourselves they're not really there. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out a man who not only accepted his own sins and shortcomings, but those of his people as well. It's an encouraging study about humility and self-sacrifice. Daniel 9. And this is a story where the prophet is reading the scripture. And a certain passage just jumps off the page for him. Have you ever had that happen to you where you're, you're reading the Bible and all of a sudden a verse or a series of verses just come alive and speak directly to the situation that you're facing in that given moment? Or maybe it's in a message, just something is said, it's almost as though it were scripted for you. That's what happened to Daniel. So as he's reading through Jeremiah, it suddenly occurs to the prophet Daniel that this prophecy that Jeremiah gave is happening in real time. The prophecy Jeremiah gave is happening in Daniel's lifetime. He's gonna literally see the fulfillment of a prediction that Jeremiah made and it impacted Daniel and he experienced a personal revival. So if you want a personal revival, listen very carefully to what happened. Let's read it together. Daniel 9, starting at verse two. I, Daniel, learned from reading the word of the Lord as revealed to Jeremiah the prophet that Jerusalem must lie desolate for 70 years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him with prayer and fasting. I also wore rough burlap and sprinkled myself with ashes. We'll stop there. So, what's the background of this? Israel is living in Babylon. They're captives there because they kept turning to false idols and false gods. They were warned by prophets like Jeremiah and others to turn from this 
rampant idolatry or a time of judgment would come upon them, but they ignored it and blew it off and finally that judgment came and Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians came and conquered Israel and took them back to Babylon. So they had been now in Babylon for 69 years. And Daniel realizes, wait, God said 70 years. He counts. He counts it back. And he says, we've been here 69 years. That means we're getting out of here in one year. So Daniel, understandably, was deeply moved by this discovery. Now here's Daniel. He understands that the reason they're in Babylon is because of their sin. He admits that they brought this on themselves. So here's now what Daniel does that brought personal revival in his life. And if you're taking notes, here's point number one. We have to admit we're part of the problem. Again, we have to admit we're part of the problem. Look, look at Daniel 9, verse 7. Lord, says Daniel, you're in the right. But as you see, our faces are covered with shame. This is true of all of us, including the people of Judah and Jerusalem and all Israel scattered near and far. For you have driven us because of our disloyalty to you. O Lord, we and our kings, princes, and ancestors are covered with shame because we've sinned against you but the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving even though we have rebelled against him. So he owns it. He accepted responsibility for what he did. Number two, God is right and if we don't agree with it, we are wrong. How's that for a blunt point? <laughs> Let God be true and every man a liar, the scripture says. This is a standard we measure all other truth by. Doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. Okay, so that brings me down to the three hardest words to say. What do you think they are? The three hardest words to say. Ready? Write them down. I have sinned. Oh, those are hard. Oh, I can say you have sinned. Sometimes I can even say we, in a broad sense, in our own way, but me not as much as you, have sinned. But for me to say I have sinned, those are hard words to say. But Daniel said them, verse five, but we have sinned and done wrong. We've rebelled against you and scorned your commands and regulations. Now you know this is interesting because Daniel did not excuse himself or point a finger at others. Uh, yet as you study the life of Daniel, can you really find an instance where Daniel sinned? I mean, Daniel, he, he was so godly. You know, not eating at the king's table because he saw it as a compromise, probably because the food was offered to idols. Daniel speaking truth to power to King Belshazzar, to King Nebuchadnezzar, to King Darius. He was not intimidated by anyone. Daniel, who still got down on his knees and prayed when a law was passed that no one could pray to any God for the next 30 days. Yeah, but he said, we have sinned. So he knew he was culpable. He knew that he was responsible as well. Point number four. If you want a personal revival, you must intercede in prayer for others. You must intercede in prayer for others. Look at verse 20. Daniel says, I went on praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, pleading with the Lord God for Jerusalem, his holy mountain. You know, pray for your forgiveness, but pray for others too. If only we would spend as much time talking to God 
about others as we spend talking to others about others. You know, you see someone compromising spiritually. Maybe you see someone who's fallen away. So you talk about it. To everybody, do you know what they're doing? Do you follow them on Instagram? Did you see this photo? Can you believe this? Uh, you know, and okay, yeah, they have a problem. So what are you doing? I'm gonna talk to everybody I can talk to about them. So when we see them, we'll give them the evil eye. <laughs> How about praying for them? How about interceding for them? Well, why should I do that? Because my friend, one day it could be you. Oh yes, you. Me, us. Any of us have the capacity to fall, right? So we pray and we intercede. We stand in the gap for them. And this is something we all should be doing. And we're asking you right now to be praying for non-believers that you know. We're praying that God will open their eyes. We're praying that God would open your mouth to share the gospel with them. You know, it's interesting. If there is a sin that the church as a whole is guilty of, I would say it is this, prayerlessness. Let me illustrate. If we announce a Bible study, attendance will be good. If we announce a guest speaker people like, attendance will be even better. If we announce special music or some artist people like to listen to, attendance might even be stronger. If we announce a prayer meeting, what happens? <laughs> attendance goes down. Why? We don't need to pray, right? Do we need more Bible studies and more worship and listen to more artists? Yeah, maybe there's a place for that. Of course, it's helpful. But are we above prayer now? We don't need to pray. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. How important is prayer? It's time to intercede for others in prayer. When's the last time you spent time not praying for your needs, and there's a place for that, but praying for somebody else? Thanks for joining us for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. Today, we're learning important lessons from the example of Daniel. Now, Pastor Greg continues his message called Three of the Hardest Words to Say. Point number five, God wants to bless you even more than you want to be blessed. Let me say that again. God wants to bless you even more than you want to be blessed. How many of you want to be blessed today? Raise up your hand. You're crazy if you're not raising your hand. I want to be blessed. Don't you? Guess what? God is not stingy with blessings. The Bible says it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God loves to bless you and He wants to bless you, but He's waiting for you to pray. Check this out, Daniel 9, verse 21. Daniel says, as I was praying, Gabriel, whom I had seen in the earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of the evening sacrifice. He explained to me, Daniel, I've come here to give you insight and understanding the moment you began praying, a command was given, and now I'm here to tell you what it is for you, for you are very precious to God. I love that. I love that it says that he came swiftly. Are your prayers heard in heaven? Yes, they are. Why aren't they all answered quickly? Because God has his timing. But sometimes he'll answer your prayers so quickly, it'll make your head spin. You ever had that happen? You're so used to waiting, waiting, waiting. Lord, I just pray for this. It done. happens. Whoa. Wow. Now you want it to be that way all the time, right? But sometimes the Lord says yes. Sometimes the Lord says wait. Sometimes the Lord says 
No. Sometimes the Lord says, grow. Sometimes the Lord says, go. He has his answers that are appropriate, but pray about it, and that's what he did. And who is dispatched from heaven but Gabriel? Man, you know something is a big deal when Gabriel shows up. There's only three angels mentioned in the Bible by name. Gabriel, Michael, can you guess the other? Lucifer. Lucifer. Also known as the devil. Now he's a fallen angel, so we don't really count him as an angel in that sense, but the two highest ranking angels are Michael, the archangel, and Gabriel. Maybe Gabriel's an archangel, I don't know. I know he's a high ranking angel. He's sort of like a five star general angel. So when Gabriel shows up, some big's coming down. So Gabriel shows up when? To tell Mary, you're gonna be the mother of the Messiah. Oh, that's a big announcement. I bet the angels all clamored to get that one. <laughs> but Gabriel got it. And now Gabriel shows up and says, man, while you're praying, I was dispatched by God to you with an answer quickly. And God wants to bring a message to you as well. And I love what Gabriel says to Daniel. He says, and I want you to know something. You are very precious to God. Did you know that you're very precious to God? Well, no, I'm not. No, actually you are. But I'm not worthy. No, you're not worthy. <laughs> you're not even close to worthy. In fact, you're the most unworthy sinner ever. Just like me. This is not about worthiness. This is not about merit. I wish we could move beyond this. We don't approach God because we deserve to. We never deserve to approach God. We never will deserve to approach God. But God loves us and we are beloved to Him. You are loved by God. You're loved by God when you worship Him. You're loved by God when you read His Word. You're loved by God when you share the Gospel. You're loved by God when you don't worship and when you don't read your Bible, even when you sin. Now you're disappointing to God when you do that, but you're still loved by Him. Our Father who longs for fellowship, friendship, and relationship with each and every one of us. He doesn't want anything to sever or separate that communication even for a moment. We're beloved to God. Let me take it a step further. God the Father loves you as much as He loves Jesus Christ, His own Son. Well, I don't know about that. Where's that in the Bible? Okay, I'll tell you exactly John 17. And Jesus said in John 17 to the Father, Father, may they know that you love them as much as you love me. It's true. He loves you as much as he loves Jesus. He loves you because of Jesus. He loves you because Jesus died in your place and transferred his righteousness into your account and you stand positionally righteous before God. Not because you live a perfect life. You don't, I don't. But because Jesus did this for each of us. You're loved by the Father. And know this also, nothing will ever separate you from the love of God. Nothing or no one. Not height, nor depth, not angels, not demons, not any living creature, not our fears for today or our worries for tomorrow. Nothing will separate us from God's love. Point number six, and this is my last point. If you want to see a revival, let it start with you. Let it start with you. Oh, it's so easy to point fingers. You know, if only the church did this morning, the pastor, if he did change that. You know, and here in America, and the president this, and the Congress that, and the Senate over here, Hollywood, and if only, and, uh, you know, how about you? How about, let's just start with you. 
Yeah, maybe all those people need to change. But you know what? You pray about that. Start with you. Let revival begin with you. Daniel said, I have sinned. I wonder how many of us would be honest enough to say this to the Lord today. I have sinned. You know, it's so easy. Well, they have sinned. We might even say, in the broad sense, we all have sinned. Yeah, but how about just, I've sinned. Sins of commission, doing what I should not do. Sins of omission, not doing what I should do. This is where it all starts. This is where I say, I have sinned. And here's the good news. If you will confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Coming back to an earlier point, we have to understand that God is right and if we don't agree, we're wrong, right? Okay, what does the word confess mean? It means to agree with God. Agree with God. So if God and I are standing here right now and we're looking out there together at the sunset and the Lord says, that's a beautiful sunset. I say, it sure is, Lord. You did an awesome job. Beautiful. See, we agree on something. And God says, I don't like what's happening over there. And I say, I agree, Lord. I don't like it either. I'm agreeing with God. That's what it means to confess. So God says, you've sinned. You've fallen short. I agree. I don't make up excuses. I don't blame it on the person next to me because we're so quick to do that. It's my husband, if he, my wife, and the dog. It, it's the cat, always the cat, you know. <laughs> it's you, it's you, it's me, it's me. It's us. Let us start with you. Let's all bow our heads. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for the doorway to you through prayer. That's wide open through Jesus. Help us to walk through and Lord, we want your forgiveness. We want revival, yes, in our country, yes, in the church, yes, in our church. But Lord, it needs to start with us. We want personal revival. So we're praying for that now. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with some important lessons we can learn from the example of Daniel. And before the end of today's program, Pastor Greg will close with a special prayer. Often the details of God's plan for the end times can seem like pieces of a puzzle. Next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg will be helping us put the pieces together. And now, here's Pastor Greg. I think we should close in prayer. And I'd like to lead you in a prayer. I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer with me. But don't pray it if you don't mean it. But if you do, please do. If you want this revival we've talked about today, if you need to get right with God today, if there's some sin you need to confess today, I want you to pray this prayer out loud after me. Just pray these words. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I confess my sin. I agree with you about sin and I turn from it and I repent of it and I'm sorry for it. Lord, I want to be an intercessor. I want to pray for others. I want to share the gospel with others. I want personal revival. So would you send it to me now? Revive me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Use me, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Oh, Father, you've heard those prayers. Your word tells us that our prayers rise like incense to heaven. 
They're pleasing to you. I pray this was pleasing to you. And Lord, I know you will answer this prayer because you've told us to call out to you. Answer this prayer, Lord, and bring this great awakening and revival to each of us. For we ask it now in Jesus' name. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Three of the Hardest Words to Say. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.